Hey there. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Zen Founder. If you prefer to interact with this content by video, that is a choice. Um, the video will be on YouTube, so you can find it there. Like and subscribe to the channel, all those good things. Also, um, in the new year, in January, I'm going to be starting a series of coaching groups. These are for entrepreneurs who really want to um, connect with other founders, level up their mindset, and make some significant changes in their business over the coming year. Uh, groups will meet once a month. They'll meet for the duration of the year. There'll be an optional in-person gathering in the summer. So if that is interesting to you, let me know. But uh, today on the podcast, I'm talking about things Freud was right about. <laughs> and I uh, sometimes have, you know, had people chuckle at me, I think, as a, a modern woman, feminist, trained within the last 20 years as a clinical psychologist. Most people in that category are not necessarily a fan of Freud, but I think Freud gets a bad rap. There are some things that he really nailed and was like one of the first people to popularize these ideas. So I thought it might be interesting for y'all to hear some perspective about some things that Freud was correct about and what that might mean for how you understand yourself and how you show up in your leadership role. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you're doing well. Take good care. Welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means. Sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. Hey there. I tend to spend a lot of time talking with entrepreneurs and business owners that are pretty interested in psychology, which, you know, of course, maybe that's why they would employ a clinical psychologist as their executive coach. One of the things that comes up sometimes in conversation that I think makes everybody chuckle a little bit is... I believe that Sigmund Freud was right about a lot of things. <laughs> um, and I think that surprises the entrepreneurs that I work with who, uh, you know, might see some of Freud's ideas as archaic or out of touch or, you know, they're definitely anti-feminist. That's true. And I'm not a psychoanalyst. You know, I don't practice like traditional Freudian therapy or uh, coaching. But I do think that Freud offered the world some really interesting ideas and that those ideas have some implications for how entrepreneurs can be successful and thriving in their lives. So three things that I think Freud was more right about than he was wrong about. Uh, the first is the absolute importance of the early childhood experience. You know, Freud was really the first thinker, philosopher, to think that what mattered to children was important. Before that, I think children were really seen as sort of this like immature entity that wasn't really taking in information or interacting with the world in a meaningful way. But Freud focused really the whole of personality development on the first, you know, five 
to six years of life. And he believed that the way that children navigated different developmental milestones was incredibly important to who they would become and have really permanent implications for the kind of psychological structures that they would carry forward throughout their lives. And I think it's really difficult to actually argue that Freud was wrong about that. Maybe he was not totally keyed in in some of his ways of thinking about what children were doing. I mean, if you remember your Freudian theory, he really focused on psychosexual development. So he sort of sexualized all of these developmental challenges that young children were experiencing. And maybe that emphasis on sexuality is not quite right, but the overwhelming sort of body of research that has happened in the years since Freud, certainly in more recent years with the Adverse Childhood Experiences Study, um, and even a better understanding of developmental neurology, has really pointed to the fact that the things that happen in the first five years of life leave a very significant imprint on psychological development throughout the duration of someone's entire life. So early life mattered a great deal. And Freud was the first person to really say that in a systematic way. And I think his ideas have been really instrumental and have been somewhat vindicated in more recent years with, like I mentioned, our new capacity for neuroimaging studies and for understanding how development happens over the course of someone's life. Hard to argue that the first five years aren't of extraordinary importance. The second thing that Freud really, I think, was right about was this idea that we are people in tension, that our psyches are somewhat complicated. So Freud Again, you probably remember from your college psych 101 class, Freud believed that there were parts of the psychological structure that were really in conflict with each other. And he talked about those as the id, the ego, and the superego. The id, of course, being the desire-driven, I want what I want, I get what I get, more maybe animalistic version of us. The ego being the part of us that is more organized, success, achievement-oriented, and is trying to really survive and thrive in the world. And the superego being the societal ideas about morality and behavior that we take in through uh, religious structures, through families, etc. So these three aspects of our personality are kind of fighting with each other. The id wants to go out and have a really good time. And the ego's like, hey, if you go out and have a really good time, if you, you know, drink all that alcohol and sleep with all those people, you're probably going to have some consequences. And then the super ego is over there saying like, no, id, you can't do that. You can't do that. It's evil. It's immoral. You will be ostracized from society. You will lose your relationships. And so the extent to which these three elements dance with each other becomes a little bit of how we navigate the world. And I do think that we are a bit more complicated than the id, ego, superego. But if you listened to my podcast or watched my video on internal family systems, you'll see that that's a very modern idea of how an internal psyche works. And it still uses that sort of elements or pieces or parts in conflict, which was originally Freud's idea. I just think it's also really helpful for us to recognize there are different parts of us with different drives, different motivations, a part of us to be socially accepted, a part of us to be 
um, successful or financially successful, a part of us that wants love and fun and play and sex and like, you know, the party. And those parts exist to some extent within each of us. And we turn the dials up and down on each of those instincts or impulses. And that shapes how we show up. It shapes what we prioritize. It shapes how we navigate the world around us. So Freud was right about that. Number three, third point that Freud pretty much nailed is this idea of the unconscious. This idea that there are parts of us that have motivations, drive, energy that we don't have full awareness of. And I have seen this play out over and over again in my own life, in the lives of the many, many entrepreneurs and leaders that I've served over the years, that sometimes the things that we do or the things that we're drawn to or the decisions that we make are not operating up here in our prefrontal cortex, that we are pulled into a story or a cycle or a set of motivations that we don't always have perfect vision about. We can't always fully articulate why I did the thing or why I want something, why I chose that person as my you know, chief of staff or as my right-hand person. I think we like to think about ourselves, especially we entrepreneurs like to think about ourselves as these very like logic driven entities where we have good knowledge, good working knowledge of what we want and how we're trying to get it. But there's always this sort of X factor. There's always this part of us that we can't quite get to that is our unconscious and it is powerful and it can make decisions and it can derail us. And it's important to know it's there, even if you can't fully access it. So Freud really led the conversation about understanding what is happening inside of us that we don't always have working knowledge of. So his interest in dreams was in a way to get at or try to understand unconscious material. His interest in things like free association, you know, he had all these like tools that people use to try to get at unconscious content. He thought that the process of therapy was a way to get at unconscious content. And I can attest that in my many years of working closely with people over time, there are tells about what the unconscious is doing and working on that do come up in that talk process that people don't always have awareness of until it's reflected back to them. And that's some of what a therapist or a coach is doing is reflecting some of the unconscious back and making it conscious, trying to help bring it to the surface so that the person who's doing the work has more access to it. So those are the three main things that I wanted to highlight. Freud's emphasis on internal conflict, Freud's emphasis on the unconscious, and Freud's emphasis on the developmental importance of the first five years of life. There are actually a lot of other things that uh, I think really still shape the way that modern psychology functions that have their origins in Freud, things like defense mechanisms, things like psychosexual development. I think that's the part of Freud's work that people get a little like, about But I believe that our sexuality has really significant consequences for how we show up at work, how we show up in our walking around life, the extent to which we are 
exploring our bodies and our impulses as kids is an important part of our development. And Freud talked a lot about that, maybe overemphasized it, but I think highlighting its importance for a community of people who at the time were incredibly repressed around bodies, around impulses, around drives, around sexuality, uh, was an, an important, uh, you know, thing that he brought forward in the world. Uh, he did a lot of cocaine and really thought that would be super helpful for people's mental health. So he was like right-ish, although, you know, I think cocaine is probably not a long-term sustainable mental health intervention. So didn't quite get that one right. But I don't know. I think for some of us, maybe he's worth another look. That there are old ideas that can be applied in new ways to be helpful and interesting for those of us who are trying to do amazing things in our lives and be as healthy and as self-aware as we can possibly be. Freud might have some helpful tactics and tricks. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health boot camp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.